The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to another episode of Girls Talking Boys on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined today by one of my favorite guests, Saad Youssef of The Athletic. Hey Saad, how's it going? Doing good. Always happy to be with you and talking cowboys. Yes. Man, we have a lot to talk about after um, that trash game that we got to witness <laughs> on Sunday. Um, you got to see it in person, correct? Uh, no, I, I oh, actually... you didn't go to that the- game. It was the first one I missed. It was because uh, it was because so I was uh, walking. Yeah, I was walking. You're the, the reason stage. we lost. Your juju wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this was that was the first one that uh, unfortunately I did not see in person. So yeah. Have you ever been to Buffalo before? Uh, in general, yeah. Not not for a Cowboys okay. game, but yeah, in general, I have. Yeah. You haven't witnessed Orchard Park. I had a couple friends go up to that game, and I was like you're not allowed to go anymore. Um, number one, number two, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've always I wanted was, to jump through a table. That's, that was like the number one thing. It's like, I didn't even care to watch the game. I just like, if I was there, I would have just like spent most of my time, like just in the parking lot before the game. So, um, just to watch all the craziness, it, it, it seems like, it seems like Buffalo would be like that happy medium between like, it's not completely dull, but it's not like Philadelphia crazy. So yeah. it's like, like they're like crazy, but like in a good way, not like in a Philadelphia way. So <laughs> like, so like, yeah, I think like that would be really fun to experience for sure. I was just talking to one of my friends. We were like, so when do you, um, when do you guys like start hating Nick Sirianni? And he was like, <sighs> never blah, blah, blah. We're like, like, you know, he's extremely unlikable. And I just go, wait, wait a second. Extremely unlikable is their brand. So I think he yeah. like fits in perfectly. I think some of them are starting to get annoyed with him, especially after that comment yesterday about mm-hmm. trying to draw the like PI in that yeah. last play where they got picked off. That was insane. What did you kind of take out of that? I mean, it's kind of like what you said. It's he's he kind of like, he kind of like, you know, fits the mold a little bit of, of just everything that they do there. So like it's not super it's not super um it's not super surprising or anything like that yeah. but um but yeah i mean coach like i i guess it's more of like the unspoken thing um that like you know um 
it's kind of like more like you don't expect the coach to say that, but you know, yeah, yeah. that didn't go over so well online. Um, but you know, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. does anything he does really go over that well? <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, he like. I think like if he wins the Super Bowl or something, like okay, like I think they'll like come around to him and everything like that. But um, but yeah, I don't think other than that, it's uh, it's something like I think it's something that will uh bug a lot of people. And like if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's gonna bug a lot of like it, you know. It kind of reminds me, not not in the same way, but it kind of reminds me of like Rex Ryan. Um, yeah. where it's like it's a good shtick when it's working and when you're winning. Uh, but if you don't get it done, um people just think you're kind of dumb. So, yeah. Yeah. Like wearing a beat Dallas shirt and then losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love that. Well, okay. So after this weekend, I think it like is safe to ask these two questions and they kind of lead into each other. Are the Eagles frauds? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think so. And like, and you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like I don't really, I, like, right. I don't have an emotional. That's why I can investment. ask you these questions. Cause I have another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I really, I really like, but it, it doesn't even just have to do with like, you know, losing to Drew Locke. It's more of like, it's more of you give, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt up until like up, up until this week, but like, when you go back and look at it, they've beaten some good teams, but it's taken some like improbable things like, you know, making a 59 yard field goal and in, in Buffalo, like, in, like, you know, in like crazy weather. And then Josh Allen and Gabe Davis not on the same page on like that overtime play or that like Buffalo should have won that game against Philly and like uh, Kansas City had their chances. So um, for me, like it's it's more about it's more about are they frauds in relation to what? Like, are they frauds compared to, like, the Panthers or something? Like, no. Like, the Eagles are a good football team, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's more about, like, okay, are you comparing them now to, like, the 49ers and, you know, the top, the cream of the crop? And I think they're not really, like, they have the same record as the 49ers, but that's why I say they're frauds because I don't think the 49ers are frauds. And the Eagles have the same record as the 49ers, and they certainly are not that. So that's where I say, like, you know, relative to the scale that you're comparing them to, I don't really believe, like, they're as good as their record is. Now that leads me to, are the Cowboys frauds? Um, I, well, the, they would be frauds if they were, like, they were um, tricking you at all. To me, it's very, like, it's very clear what they are. They're a team yeah. that, like, is good at home, not good on the road. They're a team that's like good when they're front running and playing from ahead, not good when they're chasing the scoreboard. And, um, you know, it's not like, it, yeah, I mean, like they're, it's not like, you know, they, they play on the road and they get lucky every now and then and, and win. like, no, they, they don't even look like they belong on the same football field sometimes with some of these top teams on the road, um, in, in San Francisco and Buffalo, which is why I think like, you know, this week's game is going to be so gigantic because, this is literally going to be your last chance to prove anything before the playoffs begin because Detroit's at home. So it doesn't matter what you do. Like Detroit's a good football yeah. team, but they're at home. So um, yeah, the, like, you know, I, I don't think they're necessarily frauds because like, because you're not really believing something about them that, you know, um, yeah. that, that might be false. You're like, what we've you... seen this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, that the, the reason why, like the difference is like, 
again, people think the I think the people think the Eagles are, be are better than they actually are. And I don't think the Cowboys, I don't think people are actually thinking the Cowboys are better than they are. I think, I don't think no one thinks that they're like, you know, the best of the best. I think maybe the MVP talk kind of like let going into this game was a lot, like a little mm -hmm. bit of a come down, I guess, after the performance. But do you think that, you know, the fact that the Bills got out to a lead pretty quickly had a lot to do with how that game went? Absolutely. I, I do. And and it's not like, you know, I, I wrote a whole story about this on Tuesday and um and, you know, I, I asked, you know, all the coaches, McCarthy, Fossil, like all the coordinators about like the general concept of like, you know, of a lot of things of like, you know, if you win the coin toss, which the Cowboys did, and then you defer to the second half, um you know, that's the most common decision that teams make. But like for a team like the Cowboys who do play better from ahead, like, would you have wanted to like receive the ball and, and, you know, not have to chase because I do, because to your question, like, I do think that made a difference and it's not fossil made a great point to me, um, which I agree with, like, you don't win or lose. No team wins or loses the game on that first drive, because no matter what happens, it's a one possession game, whether they score a touchdown in a two point conversion, still a one point possession game. The difference though, is that you're like so much more on edge now where it's like, you know, the bills got the ball. They went down, scored, obviously the Lawrence penalty uh, hurt and everything, but the Cowboys come back. If Dak hits Brandon cooks on that second play, we might be having a different conversation, but now he doesn't, they end up punting and the bills. Now the, now the bills are in full control. They have the ball, they have the lead. And what that allows them to do now is allows them to run the ball. Um, however much they want. And, that to me is kind of where it's not so much that the Cowboys offense is having to chase the scoreboard. It's more that the other team now gets to run the ball however they want. And the Cowboys don't have DeMarvion Overshone, who they lost in the preseason. They don't have Leighton Vander Esch. So they have converted safeties like Marquise Bell, who has who is having a great season and like deserves all the props for how he's playing because he's playing really well. But at the end of the day, he's a converted safety who is, who's just smaller, you know, like, that's just like what it is. And so um, teams can run against him and run against the Cowboys linebacker core in general. They have a guy in Rashawn Evans playing linebacker who wasn't on a team four weeks ago. So the, what you want to do the most is, and then, and then they don't have Jonathan Hankins. And now you have Mozzie Smith, who I'm not out on in terms of his entire career, but like, he's not having a good year. Um, and so like, your what you want to do as much as possible is steer teams away from running the ball and uh you want them to be like all right throw the ball so if you beat us throwing the ball if you beat us with Micah Parsons rushing the passer and you beating Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore tough luck you know that that's just what happens but that's a very sorry that's a very long-winded way of saying that's why I think like um yeah them chasing the, them playing from behind does matter because and it allows the other team to run the ball. Honestly, that was like the most well-rounded answer you could ever get <laughs> about that. But like, no, it was that was awesome. Um, you, on your podcast about them Cowboys, um, you made the point of like Jonathan Hankins shouldn't be like defining your defense. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that we have the enough of the pieces to make this defense work or is that just like why is him being gone 
such a problem and why can they not stop the run game? Yeah. I mean, and, and I want to just like, you know, for those that didn't listen to the podcast, uh, I want to clarify that. I mean, like no disrespect to Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. I think he's a good dude and a good player. It's just like anybody outside of Dax, CD, any of your five off starting offensive linemen, Micah, um, and yeah, D-Law. and D-Law, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, um, and 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 maybe one of your two remaining corners because you already lost Diggs. So like one of your two remaining starting corners, anybody outside of that group of like five or six players should not, you should not feel going into a game where it's like, oh my God, we are just not, we're, we're just not in this game anymore because of, because we lost Jonathan Hankins or because we lost Damone Clark or even Malik Hooker who didn't play because you still have two good safeties and Nonvin Wilson and J Ron curse. Um, my point in saying that is like your, your depth should not be so fragile where, you know, a, losing a depth player makes a difference. And, and we'll see this week if John, if that was a one-off fluke or not. Um, and James Cook just happened to have a career day, but the test doesn't get any easier now with a chain and, um, and Mostert running the ball. The difference now is that Miami probably has a better passing attack than Buffalo does with Tyreek Hill and Waddle. So, and Tua. So, um, yeah, I, I like, I, I don't think that a player losing a player of like of that caliber um, should make that as much of a difference as it did for the Cowboys. And if it does, it speaks less to me of like how great Jonathan Hankins is because we know how good Jonathan Hankins is. He's a good football player. He's not a superstar. Um, it speaks more to the fact that you just have you're, you're turning to, you know, Mozzie Smith to take on a bigger role and it's just not happening. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What did you see out of Dak last week and what are you looking for in him this week? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I you know, I'm I'm a Dak believer, I'm a Dak truther and and you know, that was disappointing because um because it's I mean, it's a combination of things. I think I think him missing that throw to Cooks uh, was was just bad. I mean, I mean, he's got to make that throw, he's got to make he, that that's got to be a completion. Um, some of the stuff was like it, a, a lot of what we've seen from Dak this season. I think it's really important for people to mostly contextualize and make sure that it's Dak is not that top tier quarterback. And there's no shame. I don't think there's any shame in saying you're not Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow and like, you know, a collection of two, three other guys. But I think he's the top. He's at the top of that second tier. He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I mean, 
people can hate on him if they want, and that's fine. But he is a top ten quarterback. Whether that's a result of how he how how he plays, or just the fact that there's not a lot of quarterbacks like that in the NFL. Um, so for me, coming back to the question, uh, is I think you always have to contextualize how he plays with his surroundings with, um, because when you're not, a, when you're, when you're not in that very top tier, you have to look at, okay, how did CD play? I thought CD played fine. And that's a, to me, it was more about some of the play calling a little bit. Um, and it wasn't like the play calling was atrocious throughout, but there were just certain things, certain small plays and big moments throughout the game that I was just like, I, I don't really understand what we're doing here. And like the one, the one that stands out most was in third in the third quarter. You don't take a seven stop seven step drop on a third and one. And I know Dak took the sack there, and I think it was a like a fourteen or fourteen or eighteen point game. But Dak took the sack, and and Dak shouldn't be taking the sack there. But he also shouldn't be in a play action seven step drop on third and one um, yeah. from your own thirty nine yard line. It just shouldn't happen. So do you um, feel like it was a little a, bit of desperate play calling? I do. Yeah, I do. I feel like, I feel like, you know, you're trying to take like that deep shot on third and one catch the defense instead of like methodically keep doing what you do down the thing because, um, because the bills were playing too, like, you know, too high and they're giving you, they're giving you stuff underneath and you got to a point later in that game in the second half where you stopped taking what the defense was giving you because of the score, which is fine, but that's not really how, you know, because when the bills were driving down, it was 21 to three and they drove all the way down, kicked the field goal to make it 24 to three. Like in my mind, I, like it was late in the third quarter. So I'm thinking 28 to three, right. The Falcons and the Patriots. And like, when you think about that game and how the Patriots did come back, like there weren't like really any big plays. It was a bunch of like little things. And like, that's what was just like in my head for like a quick second uh, because of the score and Dan Quinn being on the side on the Cowboys side. Uh, but it was like you can't you can't win games in one play when you're down 18, 18 points. You have to be methodical, and I think the Cowboys did get to that a little bit, um, you know. And and I think McCarthy's a little bit on that. It's a little bit on McCarthy. It's a little bit on Dak. Um, I don't think Dak has really, you know, fallen out of the MVP conversation, but he's definitely not leading it, and he's not, you know, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote him number one for MVP right now. So right. I mean, I feel like a lot of people's maybe number one or in contention at least. Well, I'm going to ignore Brock Purdy for a minute, but Tyree Kill, mm -hmm. yeah, who we he's up there. will probably see this weekend. Um, I feel like Mike McDaniel is doing the little like song and dance goofy thing where he's like, I don't know, yeah. he's not texting today. That doesn't mean anything like whatever. When that feels very much like he's going to be playing on Sunday to me. Um yeah. How how do you stop Tyreek Hill? I think I think you have to do like what you know what Bill Belichick was kind of known for for twenty years, um, which was you take away your top their top weapon and you focus on that, and then and then you hope for the best with everything else. Like so, I I you got to double bracket whatever you got to do with Tyreek Hill. You got to put more than one person's attention on him because I don't think. I don't like, I think Gilmore is a good player and I think he's a very technically sound, fun to watch corner, but Tyreek's, Tyreek's speed is just different. Like it's not about 
corner technique or anything. It's just, he, he can just like run by you. So I think you have to have a safety up top. You have to have maybe a safety, like, you know, up top or in the middle, whatever. Um, just kind of always having, um, you know, a second eye on, on Tyreek, because if they move him around at all, if they put him in the slot, whatever, like you have to have an answer for that. And then you hope that, you know, like you put, for example, Gilmore in a safety on Tyreek, you hope that Bland holds his own with, uh, with Waddle. And then, and then you just hope and pray that the running game, um, that the, that the Dolphins don't have the chance to run the ball, whatever. But like, you know, like that, to me, that's how you play the defense here is, you know, two guys on Tyreek, the other corner on, on the other good receiver. And then, and then you try to stop the run and, and then you hope for the best. So. Yeah. The, the Dolphins are a funny team. Like it's kind of hard to, um, decipher if you're just looking at like overall how their season has gone and like who they've played and how it, like each of those games has gone like what what would you say defines that the Dolphins team other than Tyreek um, <laughs> yeah I think uh I think it's I think I think it's their uh variety of weapons like I like it's not Tyreek Hill alone I think it's 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 just that it's the fact that you know you have Tyreek or you have Waddle on the other side you have Mostert, but you all also have a chain and um and running the whole thing is Tua and also like you know we were talking about Sirianni earlier mm. um I, Mike McDaniel is a quirky guy but I think he's quirky in a different way I love Mike McDaniel like I like he's like he he's Same. he's like fun to yeah fun to watch yeah. he's fun to but he is quirky he's different like he, he's like cool. he talks different he's just not like a, an a-hole like he is yeah. he's funny. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it, whatever it is, it's just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, like, I just like, I don't know if you know that Simpsons gif that's like, uh, um, uh, that like, you know, like someone's just like yelling out the car, like nerd. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's kind of how I feel. But I'm also like, I have so much respect for him for what he's doing and everything. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh I think it's definitely very like very interesting um uh, with with uh, McDaniel but um but yeah, I think that's to me that's their identity is like their their success comes from so many different ways. So it's funny because we were talking about the MVP conversation. They're the hardest ones that I have kind of like giving an MVP to because because like there's so many guys where it's like, you know, I think Tyreek is very valid, but I think Tua plays very well too. And I think the running game is really good. And I think McDaniel's really good. Um, so it's like, it's kind of hard. Like, I think all, all of them have a share in the MVP, but in the MVP conversation, if you're yeah. picking from their team, um, I would lean Tyreek because he's the one like game changer that they have. Right. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, I think to me, that's the Dolphins identity. It's like, they're just everywhere when they're healthy. And so I feel like, you know, when you talk about the Dolphins team, I feel like the offense is like the most, you know, easily the most prevalent part of that team. When you look at the other side of the ball, um, how does that match up with the Cowboys offense, do you think? I think I think the Cowboys offense, uh, the Cowboys offense should be fine. I think this should be able this, this should be capable of turning into a shootout. Um, because it's, it, it really, and, and to me, it, it doesn't have too much to do with the Dolphins defense, which, um, you know, we, 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 like it's a respectable defense and everything like that. And it's fine. But 
to me, the Cowboys offense should be that good. There's, there's no, you're not, I, well, assuming Zach Martin plays and I think Zach Martin will play. Um, you're not really missing too much off of the offense. Um, you know, other than, other than Martin, if he doesn't play, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think to me, they should be able to play well. It's going to be 76 degrees. You got no elements, nothing. Um, I think for me, that's, it, it should turn into a shootout. I, I have more confidence in the Cowboys offense against the Dolphins defense 10 times more than I do the Cowboys defense against the uh, Dolphins offense. All right. Have you watched Hard Knocks this season? Uh, no, not consistently. Um, but this week I've been watching, uh, I yeah, catch up a little stuff. bit. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it consistently though. I need yeah. to go back and watch. I want to see like the 70 to 20 game aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. It's, it's crazy to think that that was this year. Um, just because of like how it long feels... ago it feels and, yeah. and also the Broncos like turn they things around after that. Different. Yeah. yeah. So weird. <laughs> um, looking down the stretch, we have obviously the Lions coming up. I think that's like the one real last game people are like kind of paying attention to as we've like, you know, locked up the playoff conversation. Well, not locked it up, but we're at least in the playoffs, regardless mm -hmm. of what happens. Um, we're playing at home. I feel like that kind of seems, you know, to give us a bit of an edge. How do you feel like the right, do you feel like the Cowboys can win the East? Like, or do you feel like we're, you know, kind of slotted in that five spot? I think there's a chance just because of going back to our conversation like, at the very top about Philly. Um, you know, they play the Giants twice and then the Cardinals and like, those are not great teams, but at the same time, like they're not to me that those aren't like complete throwaway games, beating any team twice, especially in that short span especially when the other team has Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Um, is, is a tough task. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, it, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just like automatically say the Eagles are going to win those three games. I'd right. still probably say there's an 80% chance, 70 to 80% chance in my mind that the Cowboys finishes the five seed. But, um, but none of that matters if the Cowboys, none of what the Eagles do matters if the Cowboys can't take care of their own business. Like, um, it's really it's really interesting when people in the media, including like myself right now or or anything, turn into like cliche boxes that the athletes are actually giving. But it really is about keeping your eyes on your own paper. And it's like and it's about doing your thing, because if you did your thing against Buffalo, you'd have the inside track right now. You would have the uh, yeah, you'd have the advantage over Philadelphia, but you didn't. So um, you have to take care of your own business. Um the, the Lions game will be a big one um, because like I, I don't I don't put a whole lot into like, well, I probably put more into it than like other people do in terms of like the histories and like curses and things like that. Um, I do believe there will be a curse that will be lifted on that day um, when Jimmy Johnson enters the ring of honor. You're both of this idea <laughs> yeah i'm like i i like actually believe that like i think like if you told me right now why i have the most confidence in the cowboys having success in the playoffs top five reason would be the fact that jamie johnson's in the ring of honor um but but like the cowboys historically and i hate doing this because what happened in 2000 has nothing to do with the team right now or in 2002 but the cowboys historically have not played well in these like 
all, all the time. They have they have in some games, but they haven't played super well all the time in a lot of these milestone games. Um, they lost when Emmett Smith broke the rushing record. They lost when they played the Houston Texans in the first game as an expansion team when the Texans were an expansion team. They lost the last game at Texas Stadium. They lost the first game at AT&T Stadium. Like they don't always play well in these like special games. And so like and so like for me it's like all right, well now Jimmy's going to the Ring of Honor. Um, you know, it's a really big one, so we'll see how they play. But to me, the definitive game left on the schedule is the Dolphins game because I really don't to me, it really doesn't matter too much if they win or lose. It's not going to change my opinion on the team if they win or lose against the Lions. If they lose, I might feel a little more uneasy, but it's not going to like take me off of like a, an opinion that I already had. Yeah. Um, if they beat the Dolphins, though, it can, it'll change my opinion of like, okay, maybe you can beat anybody but San Francisco in the playoffs on the road. And that's huge. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think like the, the Miami game is the bigger one to me. Ooh. Well, all eyes on the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, tell everyone where they can read what you're writing, what you're up to, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, same same stuff as always. The Athletic, uh, you know, you can read me on The Athletic. You can listen to me on The Athletic. Um, <laughs> it's also uh, it's also late December, so I'm doing a lot more on the ticket right now. So um, hosting um, throughout the throughout the week, uh, when, like, you know, in, in late December, um, I'll have a, uh, you know, I'll have a show in the afternoon, which will be, I think, in December 27th or so with with our, with my good friend Bob Sturm. So we'll have a four hour show with me and him. And then, um, yeah, so just just fun times. Fun times. Yeah, throughout. that sounds fun. Um, I'll have to <laughs> yeah. make sure to tune in for that. Um, so everyone check out what Sada is up to over at The Athletic. It is completely worth your money every month. They are such a great crew and um, I enjoy reading all their stuff and listening. Kelsey and I listen to About Them Cowboys every single week, <laughs> as should you. Um, also, if you're looking for extra stuff after you learn everything that you need to know on The Athletic, you can check out bloggingtheboys.com. Um, you can also listen to a podcast from us every single day, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And um, tell Kelsey to have fun in Hawaii and hurry back. Um, <laughs> and until next week, it is always Dallas forever, Philly for never. See you guys then.